This episode of Running Down the Clock is brought to us by Busy Bee Vegan Skincare. Busy Bee is an all-natural skincare line dedicated to healthy, vegan, plant-based skincare and overall wellness. They offer a selection of handcrafted body scrubs, butters, and washes that not only make your skin glow, but smell amazing. Their unique all-natural scents include gingerbread, ruby grapefruit, caramel cake, and morning latte. So why not treat your skin to something fresh and all-natural? Head over to shopbusybeevegan.com today. And as a special bonus, Busy Bee is offering listeners of this podcast a 15% discount on your first order with the code Ordinary Podcasts. Welcome to Running Down the Clock, where we break down all of this week's big news, events, and controversies from the National Football League. Over the next 45 minutes, we will give you basic fan perspective and opinion on the most important stories and moments happening now. So, let's start the clock. Hello, listeners. Welcome back. I am here, as always, with uh, Puya Raisi. We are talking AFC East today. Yeah, we got uh, the Pats, the Bills the Dolphins, and the lowly Jets. One question for you. From this division, do you think the Bills are Super Bowl contenders? Yeah, I think the Bills are the favorites in this division. I think that the Bills have to go into this season as with the thought process of Super Bowl or bust. They have the team together. They lost their offensive coordinator, which is going to be a little bit different for them. I believe Ken Dorsey is taking over, but Josh Allen now knows this system. They've got uh, Stefan Diggs in there, who is the top five wide receiver probably in the league. And I think that they, if, if the running game comes along, I mean, Devin Singletary's not great. He had 870 yards last year and seven touchdowns. It's not terrible, but they, I think they need more of a running game uh, instead of having to rely on Josh Allen to run the whole time. But I think that this team is Super Bowl or bust. If they don't, they don't win the Super Bowl this year, I think it's a failed season. I, I agree. I think forget the division. I think they're looking way past the division. I think they got to be among the top three favorite teams in the league, in the league, you know, to be absolutely a contender. Absolutely. And they, they would have been, um, I think they lost in the AFC championship or the AFC uh, wildcard conference game. They lost last year in overtime to the Kansas city chiefs, which then brought upon a new rule for overtime in the playoffs. Both teams will now get the chance to score touchdowns. Um, which last year, if you scored a touchdown, the game was over. And what happened was those guys were hot in the fourth quarter and everyone just kept scoring touchdowns. So it made it brought upon a huge new rule change that's going to affect all of the playoffs, not regular season, which I don't understand why that's a thing. But I also think that Josh Allen's got to be an MVP candidate this year, no? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's been steadily progressing in an upwards trajectory. Like he's, he, he's a game changer. He's, yeah. he's a guy who can take over a game, right? I think there's, what, like five, maybe six QBs in the league. Him, uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Burrow, Brady. You know, there's a few guys that can really take over games. and He's among them, right? Like, so if we're talking, like we just talked Chiefs-Bills a little bit, would you rather have Mahomes or Josh Allen right now? I mean, I got to take Mahomes just because you know my trend so far. I kind of have to go with history, but 
I think this year is going to be a little different. I think this is where you see Buffalo overtake the Chiefs, just because I don't want to get too much into the Chiefs, but what was one of the key things that Buffalo lost that uh, playoff game? And that was one of the most exciting playoff games I've ever seen. It was one player who is now in this division that went down to Miami that made some crucial plays that Buffalo had to change their defense just to cover him. And he get them in field goal territory, and that's what sent the game into overtime. Buffalo had that game if it wasn't for Tyreek Hill. Yeah, and Tyreek Hill now has left the Kansas City, Kansas City Chiefs. I'm not, I don't remember why or how, but I just know that he left, and it was kind of all of a sudden like an overnight type of thing. If you're on the West Coast, obviously you're still awake for it, but it was one of those things. Where it was like, wait, whoa, why did they just trade their one of their best players? Um, away to the Miami Dolphins, which are in their conference. But it just makes the Dolphins better. And I think that if we're talking Buffalo Bills, you kind of have them on this pedestal above the other three teams in this division. Let's not even talk about the Jets right just yet. But the Dolphins and Patriots are also supposed to be pretty good this year. I mean, the the Dolphins have a new head coach who I like a lot. If you've ever seen Mike McDaniel's talk in a press conference, he is smart. He is hilarious. And I think he's a player's coach, which is great. And they now have, they brought Tyreek Hill in to play with Jalen Waddle, who was their, their brand new flashy rookie last year who had a great season. So they got two wide receivers that are going to be down there playing in, in the Dolphins. Now they brought in a backup quarterback, which is kind of huge because Tua had a great college career. He did get injured. He's a left-handed quarterback, which is problematic in this league. I know that it's weird to say that, and a lot of people will disagree with it, but every offense from high school up until the pros is always based mostly on a right-handed quarterback. You have your left tackles, your most important guy, and everyone's scheme and coach's plans are based on right-handed quarterbacks. So for left-handed quarterbacks to get this high in the league and have those teams have to adjust to that, it's not great. It's not ideal, but Tua does have that arm. So bringing in Bridgewater brings in a little bit more of a steady backup quarterback, but this has to be, this probably Tua's, we've talked about this before with other divisions. This could be make a break year for Tua, could it not? Absolutely. I mean, there's been a lot of doubt for Tua. I, he hasn't silenced his critics yet. No. Now, he's got some weapons. He also, one thing I like about what he's done now, I like the running game a lot more. You know, one thing Buffalo, Buffalo, they're good defensively. They're good offensively. But like you mentioned, their running game lacks a little bit. Yes, it does. Where I like what they did here in, um, in Miami. I think Chase Edmonds is a good addition. Raheem Moster, he's, he's lightning quick. He's like Tyreek Hill speed, right? Yep, he's good. He's another fast guy out there, right? They got a track team playing. They do. They have but, everybody on their offense is extremely fast. Tyreek Hill, one of the fastest guys in the league, if not the fastest. Um, so that whole team can move. Uh, it's just if the argument with Tua is can he throw the ball very far, which in training camp, there's been video. The first video, it was a little bit of a lame duck throw to um, – to to Tyreek Hill, but now that it's coming out, like he's throwing the ball deep, he's he's getting it out there. But this whole system is going to have to run around him. Having a better running back is going to help, and a new coach who is coming from San Francisco as their offensive coordinator, who is basically what made um, D 
Debo Samuel, who he is today, he takes over this offense and he is talking extremely highly of Tua Tunga Viola. Well, now, coach isn't, come on. you know, coach isn't. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's, his, it's his guy. He's got to talk him up. I get from, that. From what I understand, the coach, he's great with the run game. He's a run game coach, no? Well, I don't he, know much about him. He's pretty, he's got some gimmicky run games. He's, it's new. It's kind of like, He's found ways to utilize guys in different spaces with um, untraditional positions. Now, how much faith do you have in Teddy Bridgewater? Because Teddy Bridgewater's not really been a game-changing quarterback anyway. I, I, I guess he's there for a little relief. Maybe I have if they hit a slump, they I, you know, pick up some games. I have more faith in him than other backup quarterbacks. Like I have more faith in him than people had in Ryan Fitzpatrick when he was around. I have more faith in Bridgewater than I do Cam Newton, Taylor Heineke. Um, I have more faith in him than the Pittsburgh Steelers starting quarterback now, uh, who we'll talk about uh, soon. I have, I have more faith in him than a lot of backup quarterbacks. I think he's one of the better backup quarterbacks in the league. And I, I just kind of think that he was one of those guys who had a good spot in Minnesota and unfortunately got seriously injured and was never able to get a starting spot after that then he went to new orleans and i think he went like what six and oh or something when um drew Brees went down and then kind of i think i forget his next stop after that was the panthers didn't really pan out didn't really pan out there but i think as a backup quarterback i think he's one of the better ones you could have yeah i mean yeah i agree with you i agree with you he's now he's there to kind of support the team to kind of give them a little confidence in case the Tua thing doesn't work out, no. But he's, yeah, for sure. Like you said, they got they're they're relying on Tua being a game changer, being the kind of player he was in college, no. And in yeah. college, he he had an arm. Right? He was bottom down. The oh field. yeah, and oh, yeah. that's why I can see how this link up with Tyree Kill can work out well. Yeah, especially when defenses have to adjust for the speed. You know this this speed fear factor that they have. You don't want to get burned downfield like that because you know when Tyree Kill burns guy, he gets a lot of yards. Yes, he does. That's it, how he gets most of the like yards. It's not like the Michael in... uh, Michael Thomas slant we were talking about. You pick up a few yards or the Brady thing. We pick up a few yards steadily. When he burns the guy, that's 30, 40, 50 yards plus. Like he's... yeah, he's a game changing wide receiver. He's not one of those guys. He is a, probably a top ten wide receiver when he was with Mahomes. So now it's it's also I I do like when wide receivers get traded because. It, you can actually kind of solve that. Is it the wide receiver or the quarterback that is the better player on that team? And it's kind of like that with Mahomes is did Mahomes make Tyreek Hill or did Tyreek Hill kind of help Mahomes? Now it, it's Mahomes also has Travis Kelsey there. I think it's a lot of Jerry Rice made a lot of other wide receivers careers because everyone was so busy picking up Jerry Rice. It just freed up the other guys to do great. They go to another team. They're nobody's again. So who freed up who? If we're like, we'll talk about, I'm just saying, about Tyreek Hill. He's going uh, yeah. to free up Jalen Waddle. He's going to free up some of the other guys on there. But if you talk about the Chiefs, did Travis Kelsey free up Tyreek Hill or did Tyreek Hill free up Travis Kelsey? I think they go both ways, right? Like you, you people always, like they, for the past few years, they've always had so much firepower on that team. Do you remember that game against the, uh, the Texas, uh, sorry, the Houston um, Texans? They were up, what, like 30 points or something in the playoff game? Yeah. And they came back, and Kansas City came back to win. Like, not a lot of teams can just put up points at will like they could. 
Yeah. Because they had so much, so much firepower, so many guys to look at downfield. Yeah. And Tua has that now, does he not? He's got Jalen Waddle. Yeah. He's got yeah. a, a, he's got a really good tight end and he's he got uh, he's like Tyreek Hill. Just those two guys alone should help this offense. Like it, I, I don't know. I, everything is there for Tua Tua to have a great season. I think he will. I don't, I wouldn't, I hate that people don't talk about Tua as much as they do, but it is part of the game. You have to live up to those expectations. You have to do it quickly or else the NFL moves on very, very fast for me. Oh yeah. I mean, they must've invested a lot of money into this team right now. They picked up a lot of guys. They made a lot of moves, right? Usually that's pretty costly and they're probably expecting some results, which absolutely. I think from what I understand about him, I don't know too much about him. I know you watch more of the college level than I do. It's his decision-making that they're questioning. Is it not? Not maybe before, maybe a couple of years ago and the last two years, but now it's his arm strength. His accuracy is unbelievable. He is extremely accurate, Okay, but nobody knows if he can actually throw a, a good deep ball. And if you can't throw a deep ball, everyone kind of plays in on you. And then, then you have to put, you have to throw a ball in the tight eliminated spaces. you've eliminated the speed of your best guy right there too. exactly yeah but Tyree yeah. Hill's also really good at catching the ball like just in short slants and then creating for himself yep so it could work now before we leave the Miami Dolphins we do have to talk a little bit about this controversy because a couple of years ago when the Dolphins were trying to mix everything up they brought in Tom Brady well they tried to bring in Tom well, I guess they do they did they brought in Tom Brady and Sean Payton they had a secret meeting with both of those guys on like a yacht. And now the owner, Stephen Ross has been fined $1.5 million for tampering. They lost a first round selection in 2023 and a third round selection in 2024. And Ross can't show up at the, at the, any games until October 17th. Now, as far as owners go, this is a nothing penalty, right? Like this doesn't mean anything to him. No, I mean, the, the fine is minimal. These are billionaires we're talking about, right? Yeah, fine is nothing. Fine is nothing. He can't go to the games. I'm sure that's a little bit of you know prestige loss, but at the end of the day, it's not a big deal. Watch it's him on like, his yacht. He'll watch them on his yacht on probably a theater-sized television. It's not like he's teams in the Super Bowl and he's banned from being in the owner's box. Yeah, it's, that would be that would be a penalty that would suck, but this is nothing. And those, like, a first-round pick means something, but not if you're a team that's trying to win okay. now. Well, what's the alternative? What do you think is a fair punishment? Do you think that's that bad of a punishment? Like, I mean, would you think he should be just punished much worse for what he did? Well, I think I, like do something to prevent him from doing it again because this isn't prevent him. Have him lose five first round picks or fifteen million dollars. Right now, you're not doing anything. You haven't done anything to the guy. It, he probably laughed at it when he got. It. He's like, oh, okay, slap on the wrist. Oops, that hurt. Moving on. Like is what just, he, so what I'm asking is is what he did in your books not by the NFL's rules in your books is what he did terrible. Well, yeah, he took he more? took players that were under contract, a player and a coach under contract, and had and tried to persuade them with lucrative offers to leave those teams. I understand. You can't do that. You can't do it. I I mean, it's like a speeding ticket. You get a speeding ticket. It's a fair fine. You get a two hundred dollar fine. It shouldn't be that much harsher unless you know you're putting someone's life in danger. What I'm saying is. Is what he did. I'm not saying it's legal. Is it that bad though that he should really be paying the price for it? Well, it's not like he got a speeding ticket. It's like he pulled the guy over speeding and then said, "You're paying me directly and not the city." 
because he's just benefiting himself for, and he's the one also breaking the rules. There's rules in place because they want to have parity in the NFL. Once those go out the window, you're more like the NBA where guys just hang out on porches and their yachts and their backyards and restaurants and try to convince each other to move to different teams, which is getting ridiculous in the NBA, but that's not an NBA show. The NBA tries to fight you too, but we, we digress. I, I think we both know that the fines in the NFL are very non, you know, like what's the opposite of parody, right? Like they don't really flow evenly. No, they don't. One guy gets a season for betting $1,500 when he's injured. Another guy gets six games for 30 sexual allegations, you know, like misconduct, yeah. you know. It's, it's kind of all, it is kind of all over the place. It's all over the place. I mean. But I think we can agree that it's not much of a penalty for an owner in the NFL. It's not much of a penalty. No. Okay. Uh, okay, let's move on from that. We didn't want to talk about it too much because it is pretty boring stuff if you don't care about uh, the Dolphins or penalties. But let's move on to the New England Patriots. Now, they had a great record last year. They've got a second-year quarterback in Mac Jones who ended up being probably the best quarterback drafted and had a rookie year. I would like to get into the situation in new England. And I think that new England is going to be a garbage football team this year. And I hope that everybody who is a fan of new England uh, just shuts up and listens for a second, because you have made a decision, not the fans, but bill Belichick, big brain Belichick, who is, if anyone can shut down haters and people that go against him, it's this guy, but he has made a decision this year to put Matt Patricia as the offensive coordinator of his team and play caller. Now let's talk about Matt Patricia because he is a piece of shit. He took the Detroit lions from a team that was in the playoffs two of the last four years with a playoff roster and then went six wins, six and 10 in the first year he had them. He traded all their pro bowlers. He traded all the players that were there on those playoff teams to make it his own. And he said, just trust the process. Trust us. We know what we're doing. They went six and 10. The year after that, when they were supposed to trust the process, he goes three and 12 as a head coach. He's a defensive coordinator. He goes three and 12 as a head coach. And then the next season, he goes four and seven in 11 games. They fire him. Took way too long. He goes back. He crawls back to Mr. Bill Belichick. Oh, I need a job. You need a defensive coordinator job. And he gets it. And then the next year, old Billy Bell goes, you know what? You know what? Because you came back and you had your little tail between your legs. You are now the offensive coordinator of our team. How is that going to make the New England Patriots better? How is Mac Jones, who is in a very pivotal second year of his NFL career, going to get better with Matt Patricia and his stupid fucking pencil in his ear? How is he going to get better next year? I don't see it. I don't know why this is happening. This is the biggest thing that's going on in New England right now. I don't know if anyone in the Patriots organization, I don't know if any of the Patriots fans, which are very loyal fans, I don't know how any of them can trust what's going on. And if I were them, I'd be, I would be super angry right now. Matt Patricia is not the answer anywhere. He's a defensive coordinator is not the answer as a defensive coordinator. His team, when he took over the lions was one of the worst defensive teams of all time. I don't, and now they're going to make him the offensive coordinator. He's like, just because you fail at something, you're getting promoted upwards. He's getting promoted just to get out of the way. I think first off, 
you used your season's worth of timeouts in that one. <laughs> I, do, I hate, I hate them. I hate it. I hate them. And I, I, don't know I know, you know, I, I've told you many times. I was actually more optimistic when he joined Detroit. I thought it was going to be a better thing. And it, like you said, it was a train wreck. A train now, wreck. I got one question for you. On New England, who's the biggest superstar they have? Who's the biggest household name? Right now, it's Mac Jones. Or it's, it's Bill, Bill Belichick. Belichick. It's Bill Belichick. Bill yes. Belichick. Your yes. coach is your superstar. He's not a, not a player. But that's the biggest name they have right now. And, I mean, the... the the Patriots have always been very good at understanding when a player is in his kind of upwards peak, utilizing to that, and then dumping him before they're garbage. Yeah, okay. What does that have to do with Matt Patricia? They took him when he was garbage. They took him back. He was a piece of shit. They took him back. I'm just it's saying, I agree with you about the team. I don't see how they kind of improved from last year. Last year, they actually... I think they exceeded expectations. Very much so. In, in my books, I think they're only two wins behind, one win behind the um, the Bills. They had eleven wins last year, I believe. They they were a very good team. They're very surprising. I did not think they were going to win that many games. I don't think a lot of people did because they had a rookie quarterback. They're kind of going through a rebuild. So but- again, what come that comes down to is their superstar talent in Bill Belichick. Obviously, Bill Belichick is known to be. Cold and ruthless. He's cut a guy on Christmas Eve. He's cut a guy before the Super Bowl. You know, he does what is needed to win games. As much as Patricia coached for him before, I think he has a plan and he knows better. Whatever it is, I don't see that Patricia is going to be the downfall of this team just because I think Belichick's earned the credibility of making good football choices for the most part over the years. I think that he might see something that this team might not do this well. Let's put this old fat bastard in position of offensive coordinator. And then when things do go south, we got a scapegoat. That's what I think. Because there's no logical reason that Matt Patricia is, should be an offensive coordinator complex. Sure. And so that's his smart move to cover his own ass, to keep him going, to do what he does best. But why not bring in a guy that actually can do the offensive coordinator job? How is Matt Patricia qualified to be an offensive coordinator at all at a high school level? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I surprised they took him back. I'm, I bet I'm surprised they took him back. He's got photos. He's but got he's photos. photos. He's got photos. His photos were leaked a long time ago. Um, but- also, this team, like other than Mac Jones, and New England's also one of those teams where the wide receivers aren't flashy names, but they always tend to get it done. It's, it is a system thing, but this is my problem is that it is, it is a system well, thing. Let, and now you have lost. Look at a couple of these wide receivers though. They, they took Devontae Parker from, from Miami. Yeah. Which again, Devontae Parker, he's never really had that breakout season. No, he hasn't. We've used a few, a few guys. He's always had the worst word in football or any sport is he's always had that potential, but he's never put it together. And so Maybe he could, but he's going to an offensive coordinator that doesn't know how to be an offensive coordinator. So how is he going to help Devontae Parker be better? He'll trade him. <laughs> what do you mean? They just traded for him. So then they got N- Nelson, Nelson Aguilar. Aguilar. Yeah. Again, I, I kind of put him on the guys who's he's not a bad player. He gets open. He gets um, he gets a lot of attempts thrown at him. He's on the no hands team. Like he, yeah, he drops he drops a lot of balls. He and he famously drops them. He famously and drops them too. Again, like I've told you before, nothing I hate more than a wide receiver who drops balls. I don't care if you can't get open. Is yeah. but if you do, don't drop the ball. Yeah. That's it. I completely agree. 
And I don't mind Kendrick Bourne and I don't mind Jacoby Myers. I don't think that they're high-end talents, but I think those guys are better than Devontae Parker and Nelson Aguilar in terms of consistency. So, but again, this is a system that's, it works because it is a system. It is a process to this offense, but now you put a like idiot in charge of it. So I don't know how this is ever going to work out. I don't mind their tight ends. I think Henry Hunter is very good. And I think John Smith is very good. So those two guys, I, I would say are also huge in new England. You, they always have two really good, Blocking and catching uh, and tight ends, and I think the both. John are... Smith was he over in Tennessee for a while there? Am I thinking yeah, John Smith that? came from Tennessee, and Hunter Henry came from. The He's Chargers. had quite a few injuries though. No, he's a little bit injury prone. I don't know actually. I mean, I'm not. I'm not too too sure. Uh, I know that he also is kind of one of those guys that, like Devontae Parker, where his talent level has not caught up with his the potential that is around him, but. I, I don't mind him. I mean, when he was in Tennessee, it wasn't too, too bad. He was, he, people loved him in fantasy, but might've frustrated him. But Hunter Henry, I think is a really good tight end who was frustrating for some people in fantasy, but I think that he's a, a great tight end. The thing with the um, Patriots as well is that their defense is always really, really good. There's always something. That is for defense. Bill, Belichick team for sure. Bill Belichick knows how to run that defense. He knows how to scheme for people. They have like Devin McCourty's great. Um, and they got, uh, Matthew Judon from Baltimore. Um, well, so you just got your answer. You got your answer on the whole Patricia thing. He's not going to let Patricia touch his precious defense because that's going to bail just him out of every just kick him out. Just kick him off the team. You can't just put him into offense. You can't just put him to offense. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It's like when Elaine promoted that guy up to the next floor. So like, nah, I just got rid of him. He's upstairs. He's got a promotion. Yeah, out of my way. I don't see how this team runs with Matt Patricia leading it. Forward. No, yeah, I, I agree. I think uh, I think this is the Dolphins' year to to take over and put the yeah Dolphins the take Patriots. over the Patriots in terms of, uh, but it won't be Bills, right? It'll be Bills at the top, like by far, probably by like three or four wins, and then you have the. I think the Dolphins also get a little bit above the Patriots there. Do you put the Dolphins making the playoffs, taking a wild card spot? off the top of my head. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. yeah. I could say they make the playoffs this year. That head coach is, I think there's, I think he's going to be really good. I, I agree with you. I think if Tua has not even an average, you know, decently a slightly above average season. Yeah. I think, yeah, if he's, you know, top 15 quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. I agree. Go. I think he takes this, the spot in the playoffs that the Patriots had last year. If Tua can put it together, that team sails. They sail to the playoffs. I, I completely agree. It's it'll also be like I don't know. I think Mac Jones takes a big step back because of the the Matt Patricia thing. I can't say enough bad things about Matt Patricia. No, uh, you know what? I don't blame you. He he was an absolute train wreck for that. I can't think of a positive thing to say about his time in Detroit. No, no, and I hated when he got hired. I hated it. Bill Belichick disciples do not do well in the NFL. Do you think that's because of, you know, because I think competitive guy in his own way. Why no, I think it's because all his own secrets. I think it comes down to respect and the way you talk to people. Now it's like, now these, the players are younger. They want more of a head coach that is a player's coach. But the thing with Bill Belichick is he has so much respect and so much trust and loyalty 
around the league that he can be the way that he is. But the guys that are under him always just watch him and go, oh, I'm just going to do it. This is how Bill runs it. This is how Bill runs it. And then they go to these teams and the players go, I, you are a nobody. You are a defensive coordinator that's getting his first head coaching job. You cannot act like an eight-time Super Bowl winner. So I think that is – I think that's what happens – when these guys leave the the Patriots. I mean, it's shocking how long Bill Belichick has been in the league for, and he never played either. No, nah, he's, and he'll be around for a long time too. I don't think, I think he's, he loves the game so much. He's what, 45 years, something around there. He's been in the NFL, something yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. And his son is running the defense now too. So Belichick's will be around for a while. Yeah. Around for a while. Now there's one last team that we have to kind of talk about the New York Jets. Now the Jets aren't great. The Jets are young. That's the best thing you can say about the Jets. They've improved their offensive line, which is huge because they have a second year quarterback in Zach Wilson, who I believe is coming out of BYU or Utah, one of those schools. And, and Brees Hall, who they just drafted Michael Carter. These are both running backs. Those guys will be fighting for the uh, number one running back spot. Both very good. Brees Hall is supposed to be amazing, but he's a rookie. So Michael Carter might get in there because, as you know, it's more of the um, blocking schemes. They just drafted Garrett Wilson as a wide receiver this year. And also last year they had Elijah Moore. And they also took Corey Davis over from Tennessee, who has not had a bad career over there. I think he was on the team last year as well. And so like they, they're young and they, they have, again, they have potential. They could be there, but is this the year they put it together? I mean, I don't think so. Just this. Yeah, neither do I. They, they got it tough. Uh, what tough makes you division. like? What makes you think they put it together? So also the the big I, thing. That's I think they're probably trending in the right direction. I agree, but things like they always have minor setbacks. So Zach Wilson just got hurt in the preseason game, so he'll be out two to four weeks. Now that should technically get him back for week one, but. At the same time, he's now missing all that valuable time that he's going to need to work with these wide receivers, to, to work with these offensive linemen that just came in this year and get timing down, get routes down, work with the, the running backs and audibles and all this stuff and what he sees at the line of scrimmage. He's losing all that valuable time as a second-year quarterback that it's could this could very well be a setback for the Jets and just another one for them. And then just a, a series of bad things that happen to the Jets all the time. Well, what were some of those things? I mean, like they had that Adam Gase guy who was kind yeah, of a nightmare. New, he was a little bit of a lunatic, no? He was a huge lunatic, yeah. And I think he was also a Bill Belichick guy. Actually, I don't know if he was. I think he came from Nick Saban. He went back to Alabama, I think, after that. Don't right. quote me on 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 uh, either of those. But, yeah, they just kind of seemed to not get the right hire, the right personnel. And now it seems like they could have, they could put it together, but Zach Wilson has to be a guy. He has to be the quarterback of the future. He was drafted in the same year as uh, Trevor Lawrence, I believe. So it's his second year this year. It's Mac Jones was also drafted in this year. I think, I think that these guys had like those two guys put it together. So Zach Wilson has to have it together this year, right? Or else they start doing that whole trend again, where it's, this is not the guy we got to go back to the drawing board. Because you got you kind of only get two years, maybe three years if you're on the right team with the right patient. That's the key here is the patient fan base. New York Jets do not have a patient fan base. So the pressure is going to be on Zach Wilson. He might have bought a little bit of time with that uh, summer kind of news scandal, TMZ stuff that he had. 
to get a little bit of that fan base on his side. Got a lot of the players on his side. If you don't know what we're talking about, you can just look up Zach Wilson and wide receivers going crazy around the league on Twitter. Um, it'll be pretty amusing, but like it's tough in New York. That's one game. He blows one game. Any credibility that, you know, from the, you know, summer of uh, Zach that he got there, it's, yeah. it's all gone, right? Nobody's going to care after you blow a game. Right? You're, pro- you're probably right. He probably gets one blown game and that's gone out the window. All the memes will turn against him completely 180 and they'll be calling for Joe Flacco in no time. And all the news now is about how Joe Flacco looks good. The coach keeps saying Joe Flacco looks like he could start on this in this league. Joe Flacco this, Joe Flacco that. Joe Flacco's 37 years old. Joe Flacco wasn't the best quarterback when he won a Super Bowl. Is Joe Flacco actually somebody that could play in the NFL right now? I haven't seen it. You know, where has he been for the past few years, right? He's been well, he was in backup. Philly. I think he was a backup or a, I think he might have been a third stringer in Philly. And then I think he had a, a year off or so. And then he was also the backup to um, the guy in Baltimore. So I, I don't know. I don't, off the top I don't of think your head, start. off the top of your head, how old's Matt, uh, Matt Ryan? 38. 38. So Matt Ryan's going for the last little hurrah. MVP. Uh, again, former MVP, Matt Ryan. Joey Flacco's got a Super Bowl. What would you rather, Super Bowl or an MVP? Rather have a talented Any, quarterback. Anyway, uh, this could be Joey Flacco's last attempt. You know, he might just be emptying the tank on this season. Well, he has to. He has, this is his last shot. Well, yeah, a, exactly. But that's a, also going to put the pressure on Zach Jones to either play well or step aside. Because if, you know, from what we've seen, Joe Flacco is putting the heat on him that, like, you know, my 15 years in the league, this is how it's done. Do you think that maybe that the, the coach and people around the Jets are saying Joe Flacco is so good that they could use him as trade bait if somebody else gets hurt? Why not? Why? I don't imagine why a team would ever say one of their players is bad or unperforming. Yeah, no, I yeah. publicly. Yeah, well, you unless, can say it about you know, unless it's visually obvious. You know, after a game, after a game when it's you know kind of everyone saw you drop a few balls, fumble a few balls. You know, like you just had a terrible game. It's a little bit hard to hide it. Yeah, but before that. Why, why would you ever say some of your players are doing terribly? You cut them, and then people can figure it out that, no, they didn't make the team. But Yeah, some guys react, though, to like being called out in public, and, and they go, oh, i got to step it up. Coach doesn't think I'm doing too well. i got to step it up. Some guys do react to that. Yeah. And also, you could like be playing mind games with teams, and a lot, Bill Belichick does that all the time, where it's like, this guy's not hurt, or this guy is hurt, or this guy's not playing too well. He might not start. Guys, to kind of do it all the time, just to mess with other teams' schemes and coming up for the next week. That was a classic Jim Brown. Jim Brown got up slow after every tackle, whether he was hurt or he wasn't hurt, just so the other guys didn't know because he hurt or not. That's the opposite of Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice said that every time he ran down the field, he he jogged back, he ran back to the huddles because he didn't want anyone to know if he was hurt or tired. So I'm jogging back, so the DB is going to have to jog back to his huddle as well. So guy, guys do it on the field. So why don't coaches do it at the same time? Now, I don't know if there's anything else to say about these Jets, um, except that who, what team would you rather have right now? The Jaguars or the Jets? Which team would you rather be a fan of? Jaguars. I think so, too. I think the Jaguars are a better team than the Jets. And they're, they're kind of both at the bottom of the cellar last year. Well, not kind of. They both were. I think they're the first and second worst teams. So 
I would also take the Jaguars, and I don't even think it would be close. They're both bottom-barrel teams, yet both of them had some wins over top-of-the-barrel teams, no? Well, all I, I don't know. Not the NFL that way. There's always some teams upset, like Miami and uh, uh, New England. There was always, these, you know, Miami would run the train against them all season, then every, for a couple of seasons, then randomly, once in a while, Miami would just know how to get the best of them. Who did the Jets beat last year? The Bills? Bills? I think it was the Bills. It was either the, either the Jets beat the Bills or the Jaguars beat the Bills. But the Jaguars beat the Colts to have them miss the playoffs. But I don't... The Colts crushed the Bills, too. That was one of those... Well, that's, that was but, the John, uh, um, Jonathan Taylor five-touchdown game. Yeah, but that's... I mean, the Colts were a good team. They're, well, they are a good team. They're supposed to be that. Yeah, but they can lose to the Jaguars. Not well, and this, that's the thing about this league is that you can, you can do that stuff, but it was, I, I'm looking it up right now to see who the jets uh, took me to the Winnipeg jets. This what it's like being in Canada, New York jets. I think it was the bills. Now let's see. Okay. They beat the Jaguars, lost the Eagles, lost the dolphins. They beat the Texans. Uh, they lost to the saints. They lost to the Dolphins. Only had two wins. They didn't beat the Bills. No, I don't know who they, I don't know who you're referencing saying that they Maybe didn't win. Oh, they beat the Titans. Okay. The Jets beat the Titans. So the Titans were a playoff team last year. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that'd be the game you're talking about in overtime too. I got smoked by the Patriots. They beat the Bengals too. The Jets beat the Bengals last year. There you go. This is one of the best teams. Well, yeah, it's Super Bowl. So what? So what? Are you changing your mind now? You're saying that? Oh no, 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 Jaguars. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that these bottom of the barrel teams. I think I mentioned in one of the other podcasts before. Sometimes all, all you have to play for is to play against the top of the league team. Yeah. It's you know like you're you're going nowhere, so you just put it all on the line just to put a blemish on a top of the table team. Yeah. And it, it seems to happen. Frequently. I agree. Now there are some rumors going around in this division and those rumors are being spread by Von Miller on the bills defense. That bills defense is very good. Just as good as their offensive is offensive uh, side of the ball is now top of the league last year. No best in the league. Weren't they? Oh yeah. And so Von Miller is now trying to get OBJ to go to the bills. Is that a good fit? I think it's a good fit. Would you take OBJ knowing that what comes? What are you with OBJ? What are you giving up? Who's uh, you know he's a free agent. No, but I'm saying like whose roster spot? Who who you're dropping here? Well, I mean that's the thing is who's, like there's whose not... reps has he taken here? Because they I... don't really have any standout receivers other than um, they got Stephon Diggs. I mean Stephon Diggs. Gabe Gabe Davis is not too bad. Isaiah McKenzie apparently is having a great Gabe off season. Jameson Crowder. But... OBJ is better than anybody yeah. they have on the roster now. It's just that he probably isn't going to play for about seven or eight games. I think after seeing his how much of an impact he had in LA, he was great in New York. It didn't work out in Cleveland, and a lot of things didn't work out in Cleveland. A lot of things never work out in Cleveland. And then you saw his resurgence in the um, in LA. Even you know he scored. He had he was having a good Super Bowl. He scored a touchdown. He was he was going to be the MVP of the Super Bowl. He was having a great Super Bowl. He just he hurt his knee, and you know you saw the play. He, yeah, just an awkward freak accident. And 
So yeah, I think you take him. I think the talent's still there. He's still that would, that would put the Bills over the top, right? Like that would that would make them instant favorites. There'd be no okay. debate about it. No, I, they could I, be the. I, they could be the Rams, even though the Rams got better. We'll talk about them in a couple of weeks, but like I would take, I would take the bills. If bills get OBJ, I think they're the best team in the league, even with OBJ only coming in in like week eight or nine, or even if he comes in like week 12. Yeah. They, the thing is I've heard so many rumors about where OBJ could go. Yeah. This is a good fit though. Isn't it? Doesn't it just feel like it would be a good fit? It does. It does. I mean, like you just take the second receiver spot. How did how did Terrell Owens do when he went to Buffalo? It wasn't he wasn't he wasn't too bad. No, but it wasn't that wasn't. But I think OBJ is a better receiver than Terrell Owens. I think his career is shorter because of injuries and some some stuff. But I mean, Terrell Owens also kind of had off field issues. But I think he was a better at getting a prolonged career even with them. But I don't know. Maybe I'm. Don't get me wrong. I mean, if if they have the opportunity to sign him, sign him. Yeah. I guess I just didn't really like Terrell Owens that much. He was really good, though. I don't know if he uh, – he's probably had a better career than OBJ for sure. For sure. But I don't know. I think OBJ's got a lot left in the tank, and I think that a perfect fit would be with the Buffalo Bills. Well, here's the thing. If OBJ's career kind of ends relatively soon, does he make the Hall of Fame? No. There you go. Yeah. Well, Terrell Owens didn't go to the Hall of Fame. He's in it, but he didn't go to the to get enshrined or anything like that. But that's just – that's just T.O.B. and T.O. Um, okay, well, is you got anything left to say about this division at all? Because we're running out of time here, and uh, I think we've gone through every team. I, I, I think that Buffalo, I think we both agree Buffalo is the top of this, and then we also nope, kind of have – I a, think uh, we both also agree. Uh, Buffalo games are exciting to watch. They've been exciting to watch for the past few seasons. Yes. They, you know, I, I love the quarterback. They also he play is, in the snow a lot, which it, it does make a difference a playing in the snow. Like it's also fun to watch games in the snow and both the Patriots and the bills have outdoor stadiums and they probably play in the snow more than other teams. Like the, the Packers also play in the snow bears also play in the snow, but it's remember the Lions I, against the Eagles in the snow. Yeah. You can see, you can watch it on TV. It was, that so was the worst game I've ever seen. Nobody scored until nobody. And it's fun to watch the boys slide around in the <laughs> snow. They couldn't do anything until halftime when it kind of cleared up a little bit. Well, even you could go back to last year where the Patriots and Bills played in Buffalo and the Patriots threw the ball three times. And I think Bill Belichick was pissed that um, Mac Jones threw that ball, threw those balls. He wanted to run the ball every single time. It's kind of a boring game, but I don't know. I like it. I'm a big fan of defense as well. But Patricia will be mad this year that he threw it. uh, Yeah, Patricia will throw the ball. It'll It'll be a blizzard. He'll throw the ball 57 times. But what I was going to say is Buffalo is exciting to watch. I think Miami is going to be exciting to watch one way or another. I think they might be a high-risk, high-reward team. Like, Tua might be top of the interceptions, but he also might just be winning games. Yeah, I, don't, I, I, I think that you have something there, but I don't think that interceptions will be that high because he is so accurate. But if he doesn't have the arm strength. Then he's throwing lame ducks, and they're not getting down to Tyreek Hill. Then Tyreek Hill's going to be starting getting pissed, too. Yeah, but they're also getting picked off if they're not making the distance. That's what I mean. They will get picked off if they don't make the distance, but then Tyreek Hill's going to lose his mind, and he's going to be mad at Tua, and then that whole thing that whole thing could blow up very easily as it could succeed. Yeah. But, I mean, we're all going to find out. I like that Dolphins team. I like Tua. I think that, that they finish above the Patriots this year. I hope they do, because I do not want – I do not want 
anyone to write in and say, I guess you're wrong about Patricia. You led that team to the, into the playoffs. I, I would not be able to handle that. I cannot see Matt Patricia succeed as an offensive coordinator. I won't have it. I won't stand for it. And I believe we're going to end this week's podcast on that note so that everybody leaves knowing how much Matt Patricia stinks. Wow. That's one more thing to watch out for this season. Yeah. Come at us if you disagree, but I won't be wrong. I guarantee it. And I hope everybody enjoyed this uh, week's episode and we look forward to you guys uh, tuning in next week. Thank you very much for listening. Puya, anything to say? No, thank you. Have a good night. Have a good night, everyone. Running Down the Clock is brought to you by the Ordinary Podcast Network and is every Thursday running until the week after the Super Bowl. We hope you enjoyed enough to subscribe and tune in again next week.